Hello. You are about to travel through the sixth dimension. In its fullness exists cinema entertainment that creates many forms, all while maintaining the same purpose, to tell and explore magnificent stories of the burden of existence. This is a dimension of imagination. Your hosts, Adam and Bailey, will do their best to guide you through vast perspectives in cinema that create new dimensions for all to admire. Welcome to AB Cinema. Good morning, everyone. Today is Tuesday, May 24th, and we have a lot of news to cover. There, This last weekend, there was a lot that happened, and um, we have a lot of stuff coming up, so we're going to be busy for the next couple of days. Sadly, Adam may not be joining us for the next couple of days as well, as he is sick. Sent him wishes to get better. Hopefully, he heals quickly from the sickness he's dealing with. But we'll just go off of yesterday morning. There were a bunch of trailers that released. The trailer for Elvis premiered, uh, which is, I know, Adam's most anticipated movie of the summer, right behind Top Gun, Maverick. That trailer premiered yesterday morning, and it, it's, uh, it looks interesting. I like Austin Butler. I think he's going to bring... He, he portrays Elvis very well. I, I'm not a huge fan of these biopics, but I am really interested to see how he does in this, mainly because of his role in the new Dune Part 2 series as Fade Rautha. So I'm more interested to see his acting abilities than his performance as Elvis. I, I love Elvis, and I love his music. I think he... I am wondering why it took so long for a movie about him to get made um, that's this big scale. But I'm very intrigued to see what Boz Lerman brings to this. I, I'm i just excited. It looks like it's going to be a fun movie. And it'll be interesting to see how he started this massive revolution of music. Moving on. Uh, this is Adam's most anticipated movie. That's coming out a, a year and a month from now. The trailer for Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 premiered. And this trailer didn't show us a lot, but it showed us a ton. Um, and what I mean by that is we didn't get a lot of dialogue. Um, it was mostly just action scenes giving us a tease of what's to come. And this, is, this was a really good trailer. I, I love the Mission Impossible series. They've just gotten better as each movie has gone by. And they've, they've really shown that, I don't know... Tom Cruise knows how to risk his life and and knows how to make it really entertainment for the general audience. I've really enjoyed his movies and I'm I'm excited to see what he does with this new one. And these new two, these last two movies of the Mission Impossible franchise. It's 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 awesome. I'm I'm just really excited. The cast looks phenomenal. We have some new newcomers as well with Haley Atwell and Palm Clem Clementif. I don't know how to pronounce her name, and I probably butchered it. But they're both coming from their big roles in the MCU as Peggy Carter slash Captain Carter now, and uh, Mantis from Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, but those two actresses are coming, and I believe we saw clips of Ving Rhames or and um, oh, I'm Simon Pegg as Benji. Uh, and obviously we get... Tom Cruise's Ethan Hunt, 
Uh, Rebecca Ferguson is is returning as well as Vanessa Kirby, and it's it's going to be really fun to see where this cast takes this franchise in these last two movies. I'm I'm just really pumped for it, but I don't want to say too much about it because I I've been let down in the past, not by these movies in particular, but I'm I've been let down in the past with certain trailers portraying a movie to be one thing. And then we find out later that it's another. And the thing that worries about the worries me about this trailer coming out a year and a month before the movie premieres is just that how are they gonna keep the hype rolling over the next year? I mean, it is Tom Cruise, and he just does crazy things. But I I don't know. We'll have to wait and see over the next thirteen months to see how this goes. Um. I'll save some of the bigger news for later on, but moving over to Paramount Plus, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 premiered this morning. I still haven't seen it, so I'm excited to watch it today, and I'll give you guys my thoughts on that. I'm sure Adam hasn't even finished the first one yet, so um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. It'll be really fun. Um, Adam, if you're listening, please let me know if you've seen the first Sonic, so I'd like to talk to you about it because... Yeah, it's interesting. I, this franchise, it's delightfully charming. I, I've the first movie was a little weird for me, just because I, I've never been a huge fan of Sonic. Um, I love, I loved him as a kid, but I never played the games, and I wanted to, but I just never had a console to play them. It's weird that he, out of all of the video game adaptations that have been successful that Sonic is the probably the most successful one so far. I I'm curious to see where they're going to take this franchise with Knuckles getting his own Paramount show and the third movie coming out soon. It'll be like I said it's just going to be interesting to see where this all leads. Moving on to Warner Brothers or Warner uh Warner Discovery Discovery Warner, one of the two names. Fantastic Beasts: The Secrets of Dumbledore premiered on HBO Ma- premieres on HBO Max on May 30th. So in in just about a week, will the general audience will be able to see it on on HBO Max. So if you're a fan of the Harry Potter franchise, go check it out. I'm sure that they would love people to actually watch this movie. It, the more I think about it, the more disappointed I am in it. But it's it's a fine movie. I didn't give it a grade, but I, if I did, I'd probably give it a C plus or a B minus. All right, Marvel, Marvel Studios. There were some leaks for Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, which may potentially be going under a different name uh, besides Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, and just drop the Black Panther and call itself Wakanda Forever. That's not the biggest piece of news, though. The biggest piece of news is that Namor the Submariner, who is played by Tenoch Huerta, is... There's some concept art that was leaked, but honestly, if you see this concept art, it just looks like a blurb of a guy in a Speedo. And that's exactly what the character is. Namor has a Speedo and wings on his ankles. He's essentially... I, I hate to call him Marvel's Aquaman, but that's the easiest comparison. 
um, to make with this. He's way more complicated than Aquaman and brings a really interesting and powerful presence to the Marvel Universe. I'm really excited to see if they're going to even tie him into the Fantastic Four because he's got some connections with... um, with with the Marvel's first family. And so it'll be really interesting to see what they do with this. Um, but they there's leaked concept art, but it's so bad you can't really tell what it is. And another big piece of news is that the production gifts that were given, there was a hat and it had some Aztec symbols on the hat, which means that they're changing Namor's um, origins, which makes sense with casting Tenel Cuerta, and um, I'm I'm curious to see how they're going to interpret this. I'm all supportive for them making changes because that's that's just kind of what happens when times change. Like this character is a pretty old character and um, needs to be adapted for a modern audience, and the MCU is not the comics, and so they're they're distinguishing themselves by bringing in their own perspectives of these characters, which lends itself to some very interesting storytelling. I can't wait to see this performance, especially in a movie like this, <laughs> Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Um, it's it's going to be really sad come November, and hopefully touching with, with the passing of Chadwick Boseman. I, I really hope that they do him... Um, they do him justice because it's, it's, it's sad, and I, I hope that they can just make this work. We'll see. I, I trust Ryan Coogler. It, his first movie was a great uh, reiteration of Hamlet, and I think that this is a very, it was a good adaptation of it and very different adaptation of it. Um, It'll, I, I love Ryan Coogler, and I trust him. I think he's going to do a really phenomenal job, and this movie is probably going to be one that Marvel tries to run for awards if the critics are in love with it and if, um, and if the audience supports it. So I could see this one shooting for the stars with the awards with the Oscars next year. All right, the big piece of news. Thor Love and Thunder, the official trailer premiered last night. I I love this. It's so funny. I love Thor. I love Korg. Korg's narration in this was so... I, I don't know. I love Taika Waititi. He is a great voice actor for Korg, and I'm he's a great director for this franchise. And so I love what he's bringing to this this humorous side to Thor. And yeah, I would love to see Thor just beat the crap out of aliens and be this hardcore Viking. But the humor in it makes it so much better. I don't know. I feel like, for example, we saw Thor in uh, Thor Ragnarok and he was really funny, but he had some really awesome moments. And then we saw him in Infinity War, which honestly is one of my favorite moments in all of the MCU when he uses the Bifrost with his new hammer. And and then we hear uh, Mark Ruffalo's Hulk or Bruce Banner and say, oh, you guys are screwed now. 
I think it's one, it lends itself to one of the best moments in the MCU because that's like the, t- the Avengers theme kicks in and it's just, it's the mighty Thor showing up to kick some alien butt and to not go for Thanos' head. Anyway, um, let's talk about Thor Love and Thunder. This trailer showed us a lot, but it also didn't. Um, and what I mean by that is we got some first glimpses of some major characters, major players in the MCU. Um, the first standout one is Christian Bale as um, Gore the God Butcher. I was going to make a joke and say Christian Bale as Voldemort, uh, MCU Voldemort. And I, <laughs> he's such a good actor. And just from the few bits of dialogue that we got, like, all gods must die. Or, like, his line of, every god only cares or serves themselves. Which, if we look at the way Thor has done things, like, his character has come from this selfish, entitled child to this this guy who has just lost everything. And I think this is going to be a really interesting dynamic between Gore the God Butcher and Thor because if the theories and the predictions and the storyline goes like it is in the comics with, with Gore losing his family and trying to, to take revenge on the gods, it's going to be really interesting because Thor has kind of gone through that same path and it could really lend itself to some interesting character dynamics and a character study on grief and how different people approach grief with either violence or with compassion and love um and thunder and i <laughs> i'm just really excited to see the way that thor love and thunder addresses this this phase four has been all about family and how we re- how we react in families and i think that this movie is going to really lend itself to some interesting interesting talk among friends and family and I'm curious to see what Taika has brought to this. Another character we get our first look at is Russell Crowe as Zeus. We did get a glimpse of him from behind, but there's a funny bit in this latest trailer where <laughs> he essentially takes off the horse clothes. Um, <coughs> but I'm, I'm just really excited to see Russell Crowe as Zeus. That's perfect casting, and he, he seems like he's enjoying the role of the, Olympus looks like it's very gaudy and vain. The characters that live there must be very vain, and um, they're going to bring a really fun dynamic to Thor's story as well. And Christian Bale will probably kill them all. Um, we also got to see the Bifrost work uh, with Stormbreakers, uh, with Stormbreaker, since we learned that in Avengers: Infinity War that Thor's new hammer or axe, Stormbreaker, it's called Stormbreaker has the power to become the Bifrost to travel to places. And so we've seen it used twice in the trailer with him transporting him and Korg to a new location, uh, which I think looked like Sakaar, which we last saw in Thor Ragnarok, which I'm all for um, Jeff Goldblum showing up in the MCU again. He's hilarious and funny, and I'd love to see the continuation of him and the uprising that occurred on Sakaar after Thor and Hulk left, and Valkyrie. We did get a glimpse of Valkyrie and Jane Foster's Thor. Um, 
Chris Hemsworth's Thor is no longer the one and only Thor, as Korg relayed the tale of Thor. And so I love Natalie Portman as this character. I think she's going to kill it as Thor. And I, I don't know if any of you guys saw this, but there's this really cool glimpse that we got to see of the of Mjolnir, the hammer, uh, flying in, into pieces and hitting a, a ton of people on Olympus. So I'm, I'm interested to see the dynamic of how that weapon works now with it being shattered to pieces. But that was just a cool little detail that I saw. I didn't see any other major Easter eggs. Um, but I'm curious to see. I, I'll have to dig into it later on and give you guys my more thoughts on, uh, on this. Moving on, that covers our news for today. But I, I did want to give you guys my review. Over the weekend, I saw Chippendale Rescue Rangers. And I have to say, this is one of the funniest movies I've seen recently. There's some super funny moments that I, I just wasn't expecting to like this movie as much as I did. It, it's gotten really good reviews. It's, it's fresh, certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. And you can stream it on Disney+. Plus. I'm going to get into a little bit of spoilers just because I, I, there's no other way to describe it. Like I can't talk about this movie and not have there be spoilers for cameos that may appear but this movie surprised me at how much i loved it the i'll, I'll give you guys a this so chip and dale rescue rangers takes place in the real world and chip and dale are essentially actors who were cast as chip and dale in the cartoon that they starred in um it's a really interesting take on it it's very reminiscent of who framed roger rabbit especially with all the cameos that show up in it. And I'll talk about one of them right now. Um, and this one was the biggest surprise for me, but Ugly Sonic. If anybody has seen the first trailer for the Sonic movie when it originally premiered, you would know that there was they tried to make Sonic look almost human, and it didn't work very well. And thank goodness it didn't because... The Sonic that we got was was accurate to the um, cartoons and the video games, and so it, it it would have been really scary to see Sonic as the way they portrayed him. So I'm glad the fans' uprising made some changes. Paramount saw some sense and made some changes to that. But anyway, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Ugly Sonic returns, and he's this rundown actor who has this this FBI crime drama show that's coming out uh, where he tags along with the FBI and um, tries to take down ugly crimes. And it's, it's super funny. It, it, he, I thought it was just going to be a quick cameo, but he's actually in the movie for a couple of scenes, and it's just so funny. Uh, other things that really made me laugh were, like, the frozen food with the... Um, Ice Age ice cream. There was a another one that was Frozone meals that they had, and um, yeah, it, there was. I like Dobby is a Gucci elf or a Gucci model in this universe, and um, we saw some characters from 
other universes too. Like we got a Flintstones uh, reference with, with the bootlegged characters at the very end. Uh, Phineas and Ferb, Patrick Starr, all of these funny things just showing up and you're you're just kind of like I saw this movie and I just kept pointing out things to my wife and she thought it was weird that I thought this movie was so funny, but I loved it. I thought it was a really good um, homage to to animation and it it really was Roger Rabbit 2.0, the spiritual successor to it. And it made me think like I would love to see these the people that made this movie tackle like other shows like Darkwing Duck or they even had uh I the Donald Duck Scrooge. I can't remember his name. Um but he he's all about money and they even had him appear in this really funny scene and I, this movie was very charming. It the acting was per perfect from John Mulaney and Andy Samberg. Um, they were perfectly cast. I will say that there were tropes that they used that are are par for course for um, crime dramas like these. And it's very... I, I saw it coming a mile away, but at the same time, I... I I was it was forgiving because it was very self-aware that it was following those tropes. And I, I it was that's what kind of made it charming for me and made it easier to forgive it because they were they knew that they were doing it and they acknowledged it and they were like, "Yeah, we saw this coming from a mile away." And so that's why we did it. And it was just I love this movie. I I really want everybody else to see this because it made me laugh so hard and I think that a lot of people would really enjoy this. My final grade on this, I'd probably give it an A. Uh, I wouldn't say it's completely original, but because of the performances and the um, the fun cameos that they had and the storyline, the storyline is what brings it down from an A plus to an A. It it really didn't feel like a completely original film, but the way that they portrayed it and with acknowledging that it wasn't, um, I, it made it easier to, it was more palatable for me. I'm excited to see if the, if Disney decides to give this a sequel or a spinoff, because I, I honestly, <laughs> after seeing it, I, I've seen it one and a half times now, and after seeing it both times, I, I just want to see more of this world that they've created and it's really fun. I, I also want to see Lego Miserable. Um, and like the Batman versus E.T. Those are also teases that they, they gave in there. And I think that they could really do some creative stuff with this universe and, and make some fun. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just excited to see what they bring to this. That. That's our review for Chippendale Rescue Rangers, a Disney Plus original movie. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, like I said, please uh, send Adam your wishes of him getting better. And uh, hopefully he'll be back soon. Anyway, please let us know your thoughts on all of these things. I'd like to know your thoughts on Thor Love and Thunder and Mission Impossible and Elvis. Uh, 
Uh, what do you think about Namor the Submariner coming to Black Panther Wakanda forever? It's going to be an interesting couple months as, as we come to the conclusion of this, this phase of the MCU, um, or what they've announced, at least. And so that wraps it up for today, but please uh, thank you for listening, and please make sure to interact with us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at abcinema.pod, at Twitter at abcinemapodcast. We're also on Letterboxd under abcinemapodcast, and on Facebook we are abcinema. We can, you can also reach us at abcinema.pod at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening. Have a wonderful day. And as always, keep watching movies.